this is Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. This week, we've got the second part of my interview with Dallas Fire Rescue Chaplain Elaine Maddox and her husband, Dallas Fire Rescue Retired Lieutenant Steve Maddox. Well, and you say that, that it really is a calling and it, it sounds like it, it truly is for you. And so what would you say to someone who is interested in following in your footsteps? And what would you also say to a spouse of a firefighter? And, you know, I mean, they're, they're thinking, oh, I married this firefighter. This is great. You know, yeah. fire trucks and cool uniforms and things like that. But but what would, what would you say to them? Well, there's there's several things I would say. I would say, first of all, that as a spouse, I would recommend anyone do exactly what I did and try to find other spouses that their husbands are firefighters because it's such a unique job and it, it's also a situation where not all your friends are going to have jobs where they might go to uh, go to work and may not come home and I think that's kind of a little box you keep in the back of your brain you hope you never have to open that but but it's there and you know understanding a firefighter and the fact that when they come home in the morning I tell firefighter wives this all the time. When they come home in the morning, if they're saying, well, this hadn't been done, that hadn't been done, and this is going on, this is going to, you know, don't take it personally. There might have been something that happened because a lot of things that they see and that they do, they do not want their families to know. They just don't. I mean, a lot of times because they're like, you know, and I've had, I've had uh, wives tell me in the past, we did an orientation one time for the paramedics and this lady said, well, I have my own life and you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, you'll be lucky if you're, you're married because I think the fire department is really a, a joint endeavor. And it's just something, the more you understand about it, the more you're involved in it, the more you have, you know, let your kids when possible, not the coronavirus, the more interaction they have with the firefighters. And the other thing that, that I think I had an opportunity early on to do is to actually see situations we came upon where Steve actually became the paramedic who stepped out of the car and became someone that I really didn't know, you know, and that role is a paramedic. And so that part of it, I mean, that it was just really, it was really neat just to have an opportunity to see what all he could do and, and how he, you know, how he responded. And, um, you know, and then at the same time, when my kids were growing up, he'll laugh about this, you know, unless your kids are dying, this is what I would tell the spouses, unless your kids are dying. I remember my daughter had bronchitis one time and he, Steve came home, he still has uniform. I said, I've got an appointment with the doctor's office. And he said, well, I think she's fine. I don't think we need to go. And so we go to the doctor's <laughs> office and the doctor says, well, you know what, Steve, the pediatrician, she's not going to die, but she does need an antibiotic, you know? So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just things like that, that, that it's a, it's just a totally different world. But, but the thing I would tell a spouse too is, is if you stay in it for the long haul, it is so worth it because, you know, as a, as a, because you're part of a team, you know, they can't do it without you, you know, they can't, they cannot do the job without without your support. And the more you can do to support them, you know, the better off they are. And and that's what I would tell I would tell the firefighters too is um, you know, just you know, if I can talk to your spouses, I think I can help you. you know? <laughs> just because because I knew I wish I knew what we, we do have a thing now. We have it we call it the family day that we have for when uh, the recruits graduate and the families all come out there and they give us an opportunity uh, the chaplains to be able to speak to the families, family members. 
And we've been doing that now for about three or four years. And first time we did it, I thought we're going to walk in the room. There's going to be five people. Well, we walked into the room, this auditorium, and there's like they're lining the walls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that's it's a positive sign. Um, and I always give the spouses my my card and just tell them, you know, to call me if they need anything. So uh, or have any questions, but. I think that's the most important thing is just under to not take it too personal and realize there are things they, they don't want to tell you that happen. And it's not about you, you know, just give them some time when they come home. Don't throw the list, but this is what you need to do. <laughs> just give them some time to kind of just, you know, uh, kind of interact and, and kind of uh, easily adjust to the family life. <laughs> yeah. She, what she has is really the funniest thing is, is that she's had, had spouses say, how would you understand? And she goes, well, I've been married to one for 40 years. <laughs> and they go, what? And you go, yes, my husband was a firefighter. I do understand what firefighters go through and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the, the it just it's it just amazing that what she can do and, and what she says. I didn't tell her that I nearly got killed in that fire in 81 whenever she took. Oh, I, I didn't tell her for 20, over 20 years. I didn't tell her how close I came to dying that day. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her anything about it or anything, because that during that one fire, there should have been twenty of us killed that day. But it was just a luck that, and I don't want to say luck. It was a blessing that just things happened. Just I mean, split second things that happened at that fire. It would have been twenty of us killed in that fire. So, yeah, she she's able to relate now. But I, yeah, I just held it in. I didn't because I didn't want to scare her. I didn't want to make her worry or something like that. So yeah, it was probably at least 20 years before I ever told her what took place. Wow, and I imagine, I mean, with both of you all being so involved with, with Dallas Fire Rescue, with you as a firefighter, and with you as a chaplain and, and helping so many folks that, mm -hmm. did, as we said, are in their, some of their toughest days. I mean, that that certainly can, can affect a marriage. And, you know, as you said, you didn't tell her for 20 some odd years about these things. So, so, so what's the secret to success there? As far as marriage, yes, <laughs> marriage to a fire, marriage to a firefighter, marriage to a firefighter, things like that. I mean, yeah. that's 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 a lot that you all are both holding and, and handling and dealing with. And how do you do that? Well, a lot of it got to do with your faith and you know, and God and stuff like that. And realize that you know, there are going to be great days and there are going to be bad days and there are going to be days you just wish that wasn't there. And I know that she's had more worse days with me than I've had with her. Uh, and what she tells you is, is that because what I did is instead of going straight home from the fire station, I went to my second job. So I, I was able to process a lot of things. And some guys can't do that because they go straight home and the wives or the spouse, not the wives anymore, but the spouse is, hey, you like this and you want some downtime. So I had my downtime in my second job. By the time I got home, I was so tired, you know, I, I, I didn't take it out on her. And, and that's the hardest part is to do what we could do because we, we, I tell people, I thought I wasn't naive when I got on the department, but I was naive. I didn't realize the things people do to each other and things you see, the things that do the children and stuff like that. So it has a mental effect on you. So you got you to go process. And the great thing now with the department, now they're handling Back then, we had to do it on our own. You either talk to your fellow firefighter or you just try to put in the back of your mind, stuff like that. And eventually, a lot of firefighters go to drinking and drugs and stuff because they can't handle it anymore. And now that, you know, especially with Elaine, you know, being able to help them find counselors and stuff like that, we didn't have that when we was back then. So because... Uh, 
in my situation that really sticks out on the whole, the, really the call that really steps out on me was I had a, like a two year old uh, child. We got there and the mother tried to wake the child up. The child was already passed away. So the mother was over the child and when the mother stood up and I saw the child, I knew there was nothing we I could do for her. But I went ahead and knelt down and for and it was only probably 30 seconds. I'm thinking, what can I tell this mom that and I thought, man, and then I finally I just turned around and said, ma'am, your 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 daughter's gone. She's I'm sorry, we there's nothing we can do for it. And I went in there and I took the information out like that and I just started walking. And I started walking back to the fire station. Fortunately, my lieutenant <laughs> said where are you going i said i quit i'm done i quit i can't do this and fortunately the next hour and a half he talked to me but we now we have that in the department where you know we can send people back then fortunately he sat down and he told me his experiences he had and and after the two hours I, you know i was able to process it enough but you don't ever forget that so you know and it, and that's what the great thing about her job that as a chaplain is People know they can call and get help. You know, mm -hmm. we back then we didn't know as much, and we just didn't have resources. So, you know, uh, you know, firefighters are important, but the chaplain is really the important person because they see it all, they hear it all, and I don't know how she processes it. I told her, I, I laughed. I told her, I said. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you can go in day in and day out and hear all these problems and, stay, and deal with them and you know people having death and all that. So I don't know how you do it. And she told me, she goes, you know, I, I can cope with it because that's that's my calling. I was like, oh, golly, really? You know, and I laughed when I got off the paramedic unit. This is the funniest thing. I'd been off the paramedic unit for like three months and I, and I told her, I said, you know what? I don't feel like I'm, anymore. I'm no more stressed than what I was on the paramedic. And she looked at me and said, really? She said, you were a stressed full dog, you know? Yeah. Anyway, you know, so, you know, and it, it's been a blessing for her and a blessing for us and our marriage and stuff is because we, we've been able to work beside each other. Trust me, we've had our, we've had our, I've had my good time, <laughs> but you know, and you know, and, and she, She's very understanding, you know. I'm not the most understanding person, but she is, and so it's. It's. I think the reason our marriage lasts as long as it did is because she realizes that who I was and how I'm going to be, and you know, some days she shakes her head and she, she goes on, and and I just tell her, I say, I'm sorry, I'm just a sorry person, but you know how it is. But anyway, but we've enjoyed it, and like. I told, I made a comment in another situation is, I said, it's funny that we can be married 44 years and we still love to laugh at each other, yeah. have fun with each other. So <laughs> something goes something pretty right. good. Something, something is right. definitely good. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Um, that's too funny. Well, Elaine, you, you have helped so many people in your career, whether it's volunteer or as a chaplain. Is there a story that, that stands out for you that really was one where you, you felt like you were really able to, to make a difference and that you were able to make sure that someone was either on the path to better mental health or recovery or something like that. I, can, I know one for sure. <laughs> so I was trying to get Steve to... Um, the one that was going to commit suicide and you was able to stop it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things. It almost seems like it, uh, a lot of things come in, are in categories um, as far as just being able to help people. Um, you know... And some of them, some of the 
you know, one thing that, that I think has really helped me um, a lot, and then I'll go with the story, has just been uh, the memorial service that we have every five years to honor our firefighters that have died in the line of duty. We've had 76 up to this point since uh, 1872, which the fire department will be 150 years old next year. Happy birthday, Dallas Fire Rescue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we went, we made a commitment. Um, the recently deceased Battalion Chief uh, Ray Reed in back in the early 90s, made a commitment that we would do a memorial service every five years to honor our Dallas firefighters. And what we wanted to do was to go after the families. So we have, we have, I think, out of the, out of the 76 that have died in the line of duty, we have probably family members for 70 or 71 out of the 76. Wow. So they, even the first firefighter, John Clark, who died in the line of duty. So I think, I think, you know, being able to come have a relationship with the families where they can be as involved as they want to be in the department, or if they don't want to be in the department. But, but I think a lot of times the families really grapple with that. So if I had one memorable thing, I think it would be the relationship that I have with the families. I mean, I was in, you know, I, I mean, I could say I was in West. I, I um, whenever they went in and got all the, you know, were able to get the firefighters that passed away in the West explosion. I came back to Dallas uh, leading the, I guess you'd call them more or less the motorcade when they brought the bodies back to the, the uh, medical examiner. Um, I knew Kenny Harris. I knew I knew several of, or a lot of the firefighters that have died in the line of duty. And so I would say, you know, as a bulk, I would say the families of our firefighters who have died in the line of duty, the relate those relationships are really probably the most meaningful. And, and I've had an opportunity to tell some of those firefighters, it never happens to you. I'll, I'll take care of your family. So I've I've tried to honor that commitment. Uh, one thing I think is what Steve's referring to, but. Uh, we have a firefighter that he had a lot of difficulties and was really contemplating suicide and some other things. And he's doing very well now. Uh, I still have a relationship with firefighters, four or five firefighters that for one reason or the other were released from the department. I still try to keep up with them and they're doing well, fortunately, or they contact me or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that, I think the one thing that, I mean, there's a couple of things I think that were really pretty important, and I can let, then I can let Steve talk. But I think incident-wise, being at, like I said, being able to watch him and see him, you know, be the firefighter paramedic. Uh, I had an opportunity, and I don't know what year it was, to ride out on the paramedic unit. That I don't, that's not allowed now because of HIPAA. That was a good experience. It gave me an opportunity to see just a little bit about what I. I wish they still did it because I think it, it's. It's an eye opener. You kind of you kind of gear yourself up to the for all the medical part, but then you realize that the thing that's going to be mo most stressful to you and to them is the the conditions when they get there, what the sociological conditions are, and trying to get everything everyone under control so that you can be able to work a scene. And so I think that Steve may want to comment on this, and but I think that probably that was probably one of the turning points in our marriage is having that opportunity. Uh, to kind of get to know what, you know, what his job was like, so. Yeah, it definitely was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. So what would you all say, each of you on your own, what is the most important thing that you've learned so far in your life? Still got lots of years ahead of you, but what, what has been the most important thing or life lesson that you've learned? As far as for me is if, 
throughout my life, I realized, and like I say, you talk about suicide, stuff like that, after I, I nearly got killed in 81, and I, the, the two firefighters actually took my line in. It should have been me. I, I carried that guilt for 20 plus years, and then we had a memorial service, and I was able to talk to the spouse of the firefighter, and I just told her, you know, I, I broke down and started crying, told her, you know, it should have been me, it shouldn't have been your husband, you know. Well, unfortunately, you know, the chief told me to put my line down to go do something else. He took my line in and he didn't make it. And the thing that I learned that I, I tell myself on a daily basis is the next day is going to be better. You know, if I'm going through something and, you know, especially those dark days and I'm thinking, you know, you know, you know, I, my life is not worth it. You know, this gentleman, you know, took my line in. But but I did learn that, you know, if you're having a bad day, or you having two bad days, there's going to be a better day. And I tell myself that a lot because the job does take a lot out of you. I mean, it does. I mean, you, you, you deal with so much, you know, you just, you try to cope with stuff and you just, but that's one thing I've learned is if I'm having a bad day, hey, give myself another day because it, that next day could be the better day. And so far it's worked well. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the thing that, that I have learned the most is, is uh, regardless whether it's a good situation or a bad situation, is to be able to look where God is leading and then just follow God's lead and to be able to see people as, to be able to see people as individuals. Um, and to be able, and, and I, I told, uh, we have an artist, Rick Timmons, who's very popular. He's a retired Dallas firefighter. And I told him one time, I said, if you ever do a, a caricature of me, of uh, me, Rick, I said, I want it where I'm walking. We're all walking toward a destination and all around us, things are happening. You know, we got the COVID virus presently. We got the ice storm, we got whatever, but we all keep walking and we all keep looking forward toward the end goal and the end mark. And I think that's the thing that I've learned the most. And then just seeing the thing I think that's, that's really the neatest about my position as chaplain is just being able to see how God works through different people. And sometimes they don't see it. And sometimes I'll point it out to them and say, you know, do you, do you realize how far you've come? But in saying that, I realize how far I've come also. And so that's probably the thing I think that, that I've, that I've learned is the fact that, you know, don't give up. Uh, we've got a, we've got a great Dallas fire department. You know, we have firefighters get hurt. Anything happens to a firefighter family, everyone, it's, a, it's true. But then I also tell people, they're saying, they say, you know, there's such a, a brotherhood in the police and fire department. That's true. But you would not want to do what it takes for that to happen. You wouldn't true. want to be on a combat field. And some of the instances that our Dallas firefighters run, you would not be want to be there. It, the, the, the brotherhood and sisterhood within the fire service has come at a price. But it's still, like Steve said, the department's still, it's a its a family. The Dallas fire department's very strong. And, um, you know, we they look out, out after each other. So I, I'm, I would say that's the thing. And just looking at what God has done and somebody asked me about myself about you know elaine have you ever looked in the rearview mirror at your life i mean where you where where you've come over the past 40 years uh and and i you know and it's kind of like a shocker but it is interesting and i think that's a good thing too is to look back on your life and, and kind of see what's happened and how god's prepared you through the years and then where you're at at the present time 
So because of that, I have faith in not only God in my life, but faith in God with the firefighters and their families. That's that's so true and, so, and just remarkable. Yeah. So now, if you all were doing the interview and flip shares, what question would you have asked? Or what question would you ask each other? If you had to do it over again, would you? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't regret anything as far as it. You know, anything. Hey, hey Rob, getting married to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve, like, same. Steve, same question for you. <laughs> would you, Would you do it all over again? I definitely would. I. It, I think I have had a great life. I I look at other people, and that's another thing I say. You know, I've learned that if I look at other people. I should be so thankful because there are a lot of people that have nothing. And I learned that, you know, if, if you, like I said a while ago, if you're having a bad day, so it's not so much having a bad day, but if you start feeling sorry for yourself, hey, look around. You don't, you won't feel sorry too long because there are a lot of people that have it a lot worse than you do. So would I do it again? I definitely would do. I, I think I've got a great life. I mean, Dobby's got a great wife. Uh, you know, and I, the friends I have, the people I've met through the fire department and other ways and stuff like that, uh, I feel blessed, really blessed, because I, I just like I say, I look around and I see that, hey, there's so many people out there hurting, you know, uh, there's some things I would like not have ever seen, but I've seen them, so, you know, but yeah, I. I, I, I can't say anything that would change other than having her put up with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Too funny. Well, at the end of our interviews, we always like to flip it over a little bit over to Dickie's. So I've got to ask, what's your favorite Dickie's meat and favorite Dickie's side? Oh, it's oh, Can I say something about Dickie's? Of course. I definitely want to include this. <laughs> okay. Um, when, when I was contacted about doing this interview, I was absolutely thrilled. And the reason I was is because, you know, we talk about us being there for each other, but we forget sometimes about different businesses and others that are there for us, uh, that, that support firefighters. Many, many businesses and organizations have done things during the, the coronavirus for the firefighters and all that. But I will say this, in 2000, 2005, 2010, and 2015 we did not have the memorial service last year because of covid but we have uh when we were talking about initially who could we get to, to help us with catering the meal after we have the the uh, memorial service every five years we want to have an opportunity to for the families to be able to talk to firefighters that work with their husband who died in the line of duty or uh you know other or just have a chance to visit with each other and so Dickies came to mind, and I will say that every year that we've had the memorial service, that Dickies has done our catering, and they've done a great job. We just see, I mean, we, I guess we just see see them as a, a community um, organization willing to help the, the community. So that's kind of how far back we go with with, uh, with Dickies Barbecue in regard to their support of our memorial service and honoring our families who died in the line of duty. So. Well, we're, we're so happy to do it. I mean, with the Dickey Foundation, our mission is to help first responders. That certainly is firefighters. And we're, we're thrilled that we can continue to partner with you all yeah, for that. Thank you. <laughs> and I agree with what she said, because we have a Dickey's down from the fire station I retired at. And 
they gave us, you know, they'd give us half price meals and my favorite meal. That's why I laughed because I'm same old thing. But anyway, I love Dickie's uh, chicken. Yeah. I would love to eat their beef, but I don't eat beef anymore. <laughs> but their beef is great. I, I love their potato salad. I love their fried okra. <laughs> the bread is great. <laughs> uh, 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 and there's a broccoli kind of yeah. cauliflower yes, that's good. deal. It's great, too. Yeah. Uh, but to reiterate what she says is, I think what you can compare Dickies to with the Dallas Fire Department is family. They are, I think, I, I, if you ask me about Dickies, that's my first thought is they're family oriented. They're willing to help. Uh, they've given great prices on the memorial service, but more than anything, it's just whenever you drive by Dickies, that's my first thought pattern right there is they're family oriented. And so is the fire department with fire family oriented. Absolutely, we're a family business, yeah. and, I, and I might say Dickies probably came in handy whenever they had fires at down at, at, at Stew Station, and they couldn't cook for themselves. You know, they'd yeah. go to uh, Dickies and yeah. get by their meal there. Hey, I'm glad we took care of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually, I had a funny deal. The, you know, my fire station's on Garland Road, and the the Dickies is, is about three blocks away. Well, I laughed. We didn't go to Dickies for about six or seven weeks. The Dickey manager came down and knocked on the door and I asked him, I go, can we help you? He goes, how come y'all don't come eat at Dickey's anymore? I said, well, we've been busy, I guess. <laughs> he goes, well, I want you to come back about give it to you for free. <laughs> Aww, that's sweet. Oh, good. I'm yeah. that. yeah. sweet. It was funny, I couldn't believe he showed up at the door and wanted to know why we hadn't been. <laughs> Too funny. Well, all right, at the end, we always finish with our lightning round. It's a little bit like picking between your favorite children, but I'm going to give you two choices and you'll give me your, okay. your favorite. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Barbecue beans. Yeah, me too. All, all right, Mitchell. Sweet or unsweet tea? Half and half. Yeah. I don't drink tea, so. All right, no tea for you. Uh, lemonade, maybe? Yeah, lemonade, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, I know you don't do brisket anymore, but a chopped brisket or a sliced brisket? Definitely sliced. Yeah, that's what we like. <laughs> Lean sliced <laughs> beef, I yeah. can There you go, sauce <laughs> or no sauce? Plenty. On the side. On that, I'm with you. All right, brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. Yeah, brisket. And our last one is ribs or wings? That's not fair. Ribs for her, yeah. wings for me. Yeah. There you go. That is wonderful. It's okay to be a house divided. That's right. You make it work. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. My guests today have been retired Lieutenant Steve Maddox and Chaplain Elaine Maddox with the Dallas Fire Rescue. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you. You're enjoyed very welcome. It. We enjoyed it. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.